Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host, John Scusa, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about current trends going on between the Rangers and the Sabres. Sabres on a five-game losing streak, and the Rangers with some inconsistent hockey. So we're going to dive into those and kind of dissect a little bit like what's going on between the two teams and why they're both kind of... Off to now rough starts after, you know, both teams actually having a pretty good start to the season. But now, lately, both teams are on a slide. So we're going to start with the Rangers. So the Rangers are kind of in a a little bit of a rut with this win-lose inconsistent hockey. They, you know, they win a game and then lose a game. You know, a lot of Ranger fans, especially myself, are like, you know, they get out of a rut. You know, they look like they get out of a rut, but then they don't. Like, I'll explain, like, last week. So, Sunday, last week, they lose to the Detroit Red Wings, a team that they probably should have beaten. You know, they, you know, Detroit's been having a good season, but still, the Rangers are a way better hockey team than them. And, you know, they lose in overtime. And you're like, you're frustrated. You're like, why? Why are we losing? And then the Islanders, they dominate the Islanders. Go out, they're up 3 1. And they blow a 3-1 lead and lose 4-3. Now, mind you, the game-winning goal was, you know, controversial. And I'm not going to get into that because that was blatantly a tripping call. But we're not going to get into that. And, you know, so on the final play of that, one of the Islanders players blatantly tripped Kako Kako, which led to the game-winning goal. And the Rangers lose the Islanders in regulation 4-3. But then you played Detroit last Thursday, you know, November 10th. And you went 8-2 and an offensive explosion. Six goals in the third period. And you're like, yes, they get out of the run. Finally, they're starting to play together, scoring the power play, getting depth scoring. God, top six guys are putting in the puck. And you're like, finally. And then Saturday happens with the Nashville Predators where you lose 2-1. With Yaroslav Halak in that, which we'll get to him in a minute. But you're like... All right, what the heck happened? You had this offensive explosion. Why are you only being held to one goal? Why aren't you scoring on a four-minute power play to end the game? Why aren't you putting in the puck in the net? Why? You And then, you know, they won the, the following night, this past Sunday, the 13th of November, 4-1 against the Arizona Coyotes, but they were off to a slow start. They were being outshot. They only had four shots at the end of the first period. That's unacceptable, especially against Arizona, who's probably one of the worst teams. I mean... You know, everybody, every Ranger fan or every NHL fan is going to keep saying, oh, the Arizona Coyotes are the worst team in the NHL. You know, they're a poorly run organization. You should not be losing to that team like that. You should not be out. You should not be outshot. You should dominate them from the minute the puck drops to the end of to that final buzzer in the third period. Thank God Igor Shesterkin is one like a generational goaltender and just kept them in the game and then all of a sudden they woke up and they started scoring and they finally won a game in convincing fashion and now you get three days off going into a west coast trip which like like i talked about when the sabers went on the that's a crap shoot because that's a it's a it's a long trip 
the time zone difference, you're tra you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, and anything's can't happen. But you have four winnable games coming up, and they need to go win. I, I, if they don't get more than six points, if they get less than six points out of this West Coast trip, it's a disappointment. There's some problems. I mean, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon like other Ranger fans are like, oh, let's hire Barry Trotz because our defense is atrocious. No, I'm not getting on that bandwagon. But my problem is, is you need to start consistently winning here. You need to beat Seattle, who is a young franchise team or young. A young franchise with that's a young team. You need to go in and beat them. You need to beat San Jose, who's probably going to tank for Connor Bedard or a really high draft pick. LA is always a crapshoot because they're they're in the same boat as the Rangers. They're a, they're a nice mix of young and old, and anything's possible. Anaheim's a young and experienced team. You need to go. You need to walk into Anaheim and beat on them. And the problem is, is and like I, when I was watching the Arizona game, their four check isn't properly doing it joe micheletti brought up a great point in the broadcast of the arizona game the rangers are not dumping and chasing and that's the problem you need to dump and chase because they've had so much success dumping and chasing they will score goal after goal because they have the banging body and the forechecking kind of guys to go. You have Vincent Trocek, who's you brought him in because he's a big body and he can forecheck. You have Sammy Blay. You need to get him going. He's only got three assists. He's going to have a goal on the year. You need to get him going, banging bodies. You got Ryan Reeves for a reason. He loves to bang bodies. Get him on the forecheck. Jimmy Vc is another guy. You know he's a role player. He he, but he's a bigger. He's a he's that type of guy to go into the offensive zone. Kreider's that type of guy. Kako's that type of guy. Lafreniere's starting to become that guy. Heels that type of guy. You have the personnel. Dump and chase for please. Please just dump and chase. Stop trying to skate it and stop trying to be pretty. You're not you pretty is not gonna win you a lot of hockey games. It will win you some in the in the regular season, but gritty hockey is where it's at, and the Rangers are built for that, and they need to do that. I swear they need to do that, and their record and their record will be so much better. They will look so much better. And then you have then you will have Ranger fans like myself who is currently whining into a microphone. Stop whining about this stuff because this is the problem. Inconsistent offense is going to lose to a lot of losses. And then next thing you know, you're on the outside looking in when you should be you know, fighting for the top spot of the Metro like you were last year because you did all of that to win a game. Now, mind you, the defense isn't much better and they're playing very loosely with the puck. And hence the Barry, you know, some Ranger fans crying to hire Barry Trotz because he's a very defensive coach. But you don't want that. It's ugly hockey, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But you know, Igor is playing really well. He bailed you out of, like I said, he bailed them out of the Arizona game. You need to get him more support around the net, in front of the net in the your defensive zone but you also need to put the puck in the net so the guy you know the guy isn't going to shut out everybody you gotta you know he's human he's going to make mistakes things are going to happen and it's they have to they need to go down and score they that's what they need to do you need to put the puck in the net you're out shooting your opponents and i saw a stat today they have outshot their opponents 11 times they have played 17 times this year You've only you've outshot your opponent eleven times and you only won five. You're not winning half of those games. 
that's a problem. You need to execute your shots on net. You need to crash the net. You need to dump and chase. You need to bring you need to bring a physical part of the game. You can't play pretty. And that's why teams like Edmonton and Toronto, like those teams, like the, 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 that's their whole game is based on prettiness. They're not they don't go far. Toronto hasn't won a cup. Edmonton hasn't won a cup. These teams that are gritty in the corners and gritty in front of the net, that's what's going to win you games. Now, so you know, let's move on to some more, I guess, positive news now that I'm done with that rant for now. Vitaly Kratsov, I mean, this isn't goodish news, but, you know, he, you know, this is something that needs to be talked about. Vitaly Kratsov, one of the younger Rangers, has had a rough go to start the season, injured and then sick and seeing the dentist. And so... Kratsov is kind of, you know, he needs to get healthy because it's like he's starting to come through his own. When he's like actually on the ice, he looks good. And he they need to they need him consistently on that ice because I think he's going to play a big part in helping that Rangers team go far. I mean, he's not like a great, you know, he's not like a deadline acquisition that's going to put him over the top, but he's a, he's a part of their future. And, you know, they repaired their relationship with him. Unlike past Ranger prospects, they repaired their relationship with him, and now he needs to go out there and prove himself. And he needs to, I mean, you know, health is that's one thing, you know, like getting her on the ice, some of the stuff he's gone through, I, you know, you can't really, you, you can't blame him, you know. Injuries happen, sickness happens. You know, I just hope he can stay health, start to get healthy and stay healthy, so he can be a part of this Rangers team. Uh, uh, along the topic of kids, the kid line is back together. Alexi Lafreniere on the left, Filipito up the middle, and Capo Caco on the right. That's good. It's a good third line, and a lot of Ranger fans wanted Caco and. Lafreniere in the top six and they did start out the season that's where they were and they you know they were contributing but you know lines had to be shaken up because the offense was not looking good this kid line was the driving force behind their win in Detroit it was they are a driving force they draw penalties they play well together they need to stay together because they are they they could probably be one of the best third lines in hockey right now and they can also eventually be a future great second and even dare i say first line in the nhl if you just let them develop let them play together let them develop and run with it it worked in the playoffs you saw an explosion out of all three of them in the playoffs i run with it if you need to punish some of your star players take that kid line and just move it up a line and drop whoever you need to into a third into the third line role you they need to keep this together and let these kids develop they gel together they gel well together and they just they i think they could be a huge factor like i keep saying this could be your driving force to go deep into the playoffs again and to make a deep run and really come down the stretch because that's your future right there so and you know, we talk about offense, we talk about defense with the Rangers. So, I, as I mentioned earlier, Yaroslav Halak, you know, loses 2-1 to the Nashville Predators last Saturday. The Rangers got to play better in front of him. 
Rangers were blessed last year with Alexander Georgiev as the backup goaltender. And, you know, as we saw, as we've seen this year in Colorado, he is a true starter. The guys, the, you know, the Rangers have to tighten up on defense. There's even games with Shesterkin in that. They have to, you know, they got to tighten up on defense. And I truly think if they tighten up better on Halak, because early on, like the first couple games, Halak looked horrible in that. And I was like, ugh, really, why did we sign this guy? And then the last like two, two, three games that he's been not in that, I'm like, nope, it's the defense in front of him. He he played really well in Nashville, and he played really well in the game before, which I don't recall what game he played before that. But you gotta give the guy, you gotta give the guy some help in front. He's been playing really well for you. He's starting to really come into his own and get some more ups. You know, he's an older, he's an older goalie, so you know it's gonna take him a little bit to get out of the gates. But you need him. You need to play better defense in front of him. Whether you know, I hear Nick Jacob Trubis having a lot of nagging injuries. You know, you, you know, I know he's a warrior and he's gonna fight through and stuff. But I as I think he needs to sit down for a game or two and just take a night off. You know, fix that nagging injuries because those nagging injuries are gonna follow him all season long and it's it's been it's been affecting this play. It really has, and it's been affecting his play and. Keandre Miller's lo- looked like to regress a little bit because of it, because he has to try to step up a little bit more because Truba's not performing as well. So you know they gotta they gotta tighten up on defense from you know Fox and Lindgren to the kids on the bottom pair of Schneider and Jones or Schneider and ha- uh, Libor Hayek or Jones and Hayek. You know you, they just have to tighten up better and play better front of Holak and Chesterkin. But specifically Halak because Halak is starting to give them good nights in net. So an upcoming schedule for the Rangers. Like I said, they head out west. So this Thursday, they will be taking on the Seattle Kraken in Seattle. And then on Saturday, they will travel to the San Jose Sharks and take them on a team that, you know, has former Rangers head coach David Quinn on them. And, you know, a game and the Rangers will look to get some revenge because they had a terrible overtime loss to the Sharks that should have not have happened. And hopefully the Rangers can get back on that horse and start really putting together some wins and gelling well together. And so a current upstanding uh, update since we're a little bit into the season and the standings have not aren't going to fluctuate too much as much now. Rangers are 8-6-3 with 19 points, and they currently sit at 4th in the Metropolitan Division. So hopefully the Rangers, like I said, can string some wins along and start to move towards the top, you know, challenge teams like Carolina and the Devils. So now we're going to move on to Buffalo. So Buffalo is on a current five-game losing streak, and now... In their defense, the five-game losing streak, four of them have been really good teams. You lost to Tampa, you lost to Carolina, you lost to Vegas, and you lost to Boston. That's four that you know. That's four like the top ten teams in the league right now. You know that's that's going to happen for a young developing team. You hung in. You hung in against Tampa. You hung in against Carolina. That's awesome. Vegas game, I'll get to the Vegas game in a minute, but the, the Vegas game got ugly. And the Boston game, they hung in there, but then they let that game get a, get away from them. The one middle game that I'm missing is a team that I talked about with the Rangers, the Arizona Coyotes, who are starting to play a little bit better. And, you know, they, like I said, I, I 
dog them a lot because of how poorly run the organization is and the whole stadium issue and so on and so forth. But the the Arizona Coyotes have been kind of a uh, of a sneaky, you know, decent team this year. They're stealing games against other teams like, you know, they put the pressure on the Rangers. They stole a game against Buffalo, you know. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, Arizona's that bad of a team. They're 6-8-1 and one in the season. So, I mean, it's not a terrible thing. For, but that's not a team you should be losing to, especially 4-1. That's about an equal to the, the Sabres right now. And you got embarrassed at home losing 4-1 you should not be losing to that team you should not be outplayed like that in that game and that's that's the sore spot in this whole five game losing streak for the Sabres that's not a good look that's a team that you should probably like I like I was talking to somebody today about uh the Sabres in that game they that's a game you should only be if you're gonna lose you're gonna lose by a goal you don't lose by three you don't lose 4-1 especially at home don't do that no 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 that's unacceptable that you know i know with pro sports it's any given night whatever i get that but that's unacceptable to lose like that in front of your home uh, your home crowd 4-1 to a team that's just you know been so bad for so many years so but to move into another game and some preview and some history the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Buffalo Sabres 7-4 this past Thursday night. And it was another re- return to Buffalo for Jack Eichel. And boy, did he not disappoint. He put up four points, including a hat trick f- against the, his former team as he showboated and got booed by the crowd and it fueled him and that vegas team to beat the sabers by three goals and that's not a good look for the sabers i mean yeah jack eichel's a good player you knew he once he got healthy he was gonna play really well and such and such but you know the saber fans they boo him because he lot he didn't like buffalo and you know he's embracing the hate embracing being the bad guy and Again, you just don't boo him because you're just gonna pit, you're just gonna make him mad. You're gonna make that whole team mad, and they're gonna run you out of your own building. And that's what happened. And that's the problem. You got ran out of your own building by a guy that was what, what a lot of people thought. You know, come to find out, was a locker room cancer who did not help your team, was not a good leader, and basically borderline lined his way out of buffalo and that's the problem you you could sit there and boo him all you want but booing him is not going to do you anything it really isn't you're only going to make him mad and he's going to put a and then he's going to put down a, and then he's going to drop a four point performance on you which includes a hat trick so i understand there's a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of bad bad feelings towards him but again booing ain't gonna help I understand, but the booing's got to stop because the guy will probably terrorize your franchise for the rest of his career if you just keep doing it. Just let him do, boo him when you want to, but you know, just don't, don't, don't. These athletes, they they use that as fuel, and they'll beat you, <laughs> and that's what Jack Eichel did, sadly, to the Sabers. So, but. Our current problem with the Sabres amongst that is the only person that's scoring for them right now is Tage Thompson. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, Tage Thompson's got a big contract coming up next year that he got signed to this season, but you have to, you got to spread the scoring around. I know there's, I know it's a young team and you're still developing, you're still learning, but you got some veteran guys. You got to get Jeff Skinner going. Alex Tuck's been having a pretty decent season, but you got to get him going again. You got, you know, your two guys that are that are getting on the score sheet every night. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rasmus Dalim on the score night, the score sheet every night. That's great. Tate Thompson on the score sheet every night. That's great. But you need more than those two on the score sheet every night. You got to get talk in there. You got to get, uh, you got to get your young defenseman power in there. You got to get Skinner on there. You got to get some of your other guys going. You get middle stat, you know, guys like that. I understand they've been banged up on the the blue line. Yoki Haru was out for a while. Samuelson was out for a while because he had a freak injury, uh, like a, I believe like a month ago or something like that. So I understand that you know they're starting to come back together and starting to be healthy and that's fine i get that don't you know don't get me wrong i played hockey for a long time so i get that sometimes when you're banged up and stuff especially as a player or you know as a team you're banged up it's tough but you gotta you gotta incorporate more people in the scoring and you know like i was talking to again another saber fan that i was talking to he was telling me that the the sabers um, their power play is becoming predictable like I've talked about the Rangers. The Rangers' power play is starting to get a little bit better. They're starting to mix it up and stuff. They've you know scored on the power play the last couple of games for sure. So, you know, they're starting to mix it up for sure. But he goes, he goes all they're doing is trying to set up uh, Tage or Ovalson and they got to, he goes, they got to mix it up. So hopefully Buffalo can mix up the, the mix up their scoring too because, again, they're starting to fall into that same trap the Rangers are, not producing offense, and it's just the same guys, and the same guys can only carry you so far. On the other hand, Eric Comrie and the goaltending situation is not looking good as well for the Sabres. Eric Comrie has been left out high and dry. Now, again, they've, like I said, they've had some injuries on the back end. Like I said, Yoki Haru, Samuelson. So, you know, that's tough, and that doesn't help, especially on a young, inexperienced team. So I get it, but so hopefully maybe they can start to mix Craig Anderson a little bit more. Maybe give him a couple games in a row. Give Comrie a couple nights off, and you know because Anderson's been playing been playing really well for the Sabers. So I mean, but for a forty plus year old goalie, you know you're not going to make him your starter and stuff. So, but maybe they should start mixing those two like equally and just try to run with like i guess quote unquote two starters or split goaltending like the islanders did a couple years ago with robin leonard and i believe thomas grice was the other goaltender but you know goalie for the sabers has still continues to be an issue it's kind of it's 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 a patchwork and i my my thing has always been i think as you know i know our Ranger fans, or I'm sorry, not Ranger fans, Saber fans. My honest opinion, they need to run with uh, UPL, uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen. They need to run with him. That's your. That's you know. You need to get him NHL reps. You need to give him consistent starts. You have to run with that kid because that's the that's really goaltending. That's the only thing you got in the pipe in the pipeline, and you gotta gotta start gelling him with i mean eric comrie's there too or not eric comrie um then uh devin levi geez yeah no geez yeah devin levi was at northeastern right now he's he's coming but you gotta this the stopgap patchwork of a goaltending's gotta 
continues to be a problem and I it's got to be fixed soon sooner than later I'd rather they run with I mean don't get me wrong Craig and like I said Craig Anderson's having a good season for them but I think you got to put in a young kid and just let them play let the kids play as they say and so but and then one other thing before I get into their you know their upcoming schedule and you know where they sit in the stand I'm hoping the Sabres don't fall into a trap where they start going on 10-plus game losing streaks like they have in years past because that's what it might be. I mean, yes, there's hope. They're in the games. It's not like years past, but they started out hot, and now they're starting to go on a slide. So hopefully they don't fall into a trap where they're going 10-plus games, 10, 12, 15 games like that, just losing consistently. You know, And they have a great chance tonight. So, you know, they're transition into their upcoming schedule tonight they play the vancouver canucks at home vancouver's been having a very you know weak season so it's a great game at home to get right right off the uh, losing streak and right back in the win column and start moving things forward and then wednesday and then it's a quick turnaround wednesday they go to ottawa to take on the senators and then on saturday they take on the uh rival toronto maple leafs and then a quick staying update for them they are currently seven and eight with 14 points and they are seventh in the atlantic but the atlantic is still very tight so who knows they could uh, like the rangers they could start stringing some wins together they could move up in the standings so all right uh that is it for this episode of the broadway story podcast thank you for listening so much please tell your families and friends to listen to this podcast i really really want to grow this podcast and you know grow my listenership and so i'd greatly appreciate it if you share this podcast